All right, everybody, welcome to the Thursday episode of Locked on NHL. On today's episode, we will be doing a power ranking, and it will be the Hart Trophy, which we all know who's going to win it, but uh, we polled the host for Locked on NHL, and it's pretty much who's 2 through 10, right? So we will talk about that. And the playoffs are pretty much set. We're just still waiting for one more team to stake their claim to the playoffs. Of all the teams who missed out, we're going to do that thing where we look to ahead to next year and who are those teams that were eliminated that could be in next year. Brand new episode of Locked on NHL, Chris Maselli, Adam Denker, and those dogs. We're about to let them out. Thank you, Dank. Let's do this. For Locked on NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On NHL podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day from Locked On Avalanche. I'm Chris Maselli from Locked On Tampa Bay Lightning. He is Mr. Mixtape Adam Denker. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. We'll get to those uh, heart power rankings uh, in a little bit, but we kind of want to start right off the top here because the playoffs are right around the corner. And I always like doing this. I always look at, like looking at the teams who were eliminated and looking ahead to next year and kind of just guessing with uh, maybe a good offseason, a good signing here or there, maybe a good draft pick that maybe steps in right away, which doesn't happen all the time. Uh, but, you know, those teams that just miss out, you do all the, those things in the offseason next year, kind of those teams that are trending up, who could punch their ticket for next year. And as we're recording this, we're recording this before the Islanders are set to drop the puck against uh, the Montreal Canadiens. And I believe they're, they're the, the last, that's the last team that we're waiting on, right? The, the Yeah, because the first wild card is taken by the Panthers. Uh, in the West, everything is buttoned up. You have the Kraken and the Jets are your wild cards. So it's just the Islanders. So if the Islanders get a single point, and you will know that by the time you're listening to this on uh, Thursday morning or sometime during Thursday, they are in. Uh, if they lose in regulation, then we have it's down to the last game between them uh, and the Penguins could still get in. And the Penguins just fumbled that thing. Right? It, it was there for the taking. You know, you're going up against two terrible teams and you lose to Chicago. So if the Islanders get a point, they're in and we have our playoffs. Everything is set. So next year, let's let's kind of do that. Let's look into those teams that were eliminated, and I guess we'll just start this, but you know, by conference, and we'll, we'll go to the East first. Um, what are you thinking, Mister Denker? As a team, I should, let me ask it this way: Was there a team that you picked to make the playoffs that did not this year? If you can remember back then. Ooh, um, I think. If I had a guess, I think probably Washington was in that mix. Did you have Washington? I remember I, you liked them in the beginning of the season. I like them, <laughs> but I think my main concern with them as kind of it always is every year with this team is that, you know, we always ask ourselves, are they at that point where they're too old to sustain getting through an 82-game season? And and right. the answer was given to us this year. Um yeah, I think actually just Washington, really. Uh, I think you could add 
Um, Pittsburgh to that mix if the Islanders do win tonight. Um, That's easy. Yeah. That's too easy. Come on. <laughs> really but going the, out on a limb there. But the team that I really think that has not made the playoffs out of the East, and I think this is also an easy one as well, the, the team that I think is going to make the playoffs next year that will be sitting at home watching it this year will be the Buffalo Sabres, the hmm. fourth, uh, the fourth highest scoring team this season in the entire league. Yeah. And I, I mean, they have all the makings of a superstar. If you want to count him as one right now in Tage Thompson, mm-hmm. um, they, they're a very dangerous team. They play a lot of the teams, especially in the Atlantic division. Very, very tough. So I could see them, you know, with maybe one more piece or just a little bit more of stable play from their goaltending. We could see them possibly in the wild card spot next year or possibly contending for the division title. Yeah, and they made a run for it. I I think there was a little period of time where it seemed like they were tailing off and maybe not them, but I think maybe the the fans in the you know the media were throwing in the towel on them they're like yeah well you had a better season and then they made a pretty nice push at the end seven two and one in their last 10 um so they were there right up until pretty much the bitter end so you have to like where things are trending for buffalo they they have yeah and and they're young they are a young team so they could be around for for quite a while i'm pretty sure my picks at the beginning of the season and I, I, I typically like to predict teams that didn't make it the year before at the beginning of the season. I like to kind of like throw them in. It's because it's just too easy to keep picking the same teams over and over again. And, I, and I, I'm almost positive <clears throat> I picked Ottawa to make Ooh. the playoffs this year. And I think like a, a – a, a, well, not to use the term wild card, but <laughs> pretty much what it is. Um, I think I threw Detroit in there as well. So – you know, two teams that it, Ottawa impressive, right? Eighty-five points right now. They have one more game to go. Uh, only two points behind Buffalo, who we're you know loving right now, and and Ottawa just continues to trend up. So I think they could be in the mix next year. And I, and going back to my other pick with the Red Wings, I I thought I was expecting more of the right out of the Red Wings this year. I really was. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought they I I. I Sure, if I picked them, uh, but I, I wasn't. I, I could still see them not getting in. But I thought they would be like in a situation Pittsburgh is in right now. Yeah, like you're only you're down to the last couple of games, and you have a chance to get in. And they're not. They're they're eliminated. They got eliminated a little bit ago. But um, I don't know. I think I, I, I they they keep making moves that you like. Right, they they don't really make moves that you're scratching your head saying like, well, that's not going to help them. They continually make moves that you are impressed by, like that is a good signing for that team, and then they just can't get over that hunt. Like like you just said, like that 82 game season just seems to be, you know, the death knell for them. That that they just, I don't know, they run out of gas or whatever the case may be. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I I think that they made a lot of good moves last year. Um you kind of would have figured with them bringing having more of a, a stable goaltending situation on paper, that would have been kind of the, the, the tipping point for them to get into the playoffs. But mm-hmm. obviously I, I think Chris, what it comes down to it is that when you have teams like 
like like the Penguins, like the Islanders, uh, even the Panthers, who I think, at least for me, I'm, I'm shocked that we're sitting here with one game left in the season, or I guess two games left in the season, depending on you know how you look at it, two for the actual season or one for your team, um, that we're talking about the Florida Panthers. I think it just comes down to that. I think it just comes down to the East being very competitive, and, and you have these young and upcoming teams like a Buffalo, like a Detroit, who are just kind of almost caught in the competitive whirlwind that is the Metropolitan and the Atlantic. So I think it's just that. Mm-hmm. I think with time it and experience, you're going to see a shift and change. Obviously, the teams yeah. like Washington and Pittsburgh are going to take a step back, and we're going to see, you know, if not next year, the year after, we're going to see Buffalo and Detroit definitely take that step forward. Now, uh, before we get over to the West, let me throw this out there because this pertains to them too. Um, the West, I'm saying the Western Conference, both conferences. Wherever Connor Bedard goes, does he immediately make that team a contender in year one? I know that's tough to answer because you don't know where he's going. Yeah. Uh, but, and I say contender, not that they're going to be in the playoffs, but just what that phrase means contending for a, you know, a spot, a playoff spot. Is he, is he that good of a player that at that age he could turn a franchise around or more needs to happen with it wherever he goes? I think any team he goes to that's not named the Blue Jackets or really or the Sharks. I actually, you know what? I take that back. I think the Sharks would be a very good team with him. I think the Blue Jackets are the or the Black Hawks. I think. Any other team besides those two, I think uh, you see them start to make some noise. Now, obviously, that's all dependent on if we get the kind of Connor Bedard performance that we've been seeing for the last couple of seasons now. I I mean, I don't know how likely that's going to be, Chris. I mean, he scored, what, 60 goals this year? I think he was putting up McDavid numbers. Yeah, it was like 60 Uh, goals in like three games or something like that. (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I think the Blue Jackets, I didn't think they were going to be this bad. I really didn't think they were going to be that bad. I didn't think they were going to be the good, but uh, I didn't think it was going to be that horrible. So maybe he makes them, a, you know, he would make them a little bit better, I think, for sure. But we'll have to see. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Let's hear from Bill Barr, and then we'll get over to the Western Conference. And then uh, a little bit later, we will get to those uh, power rankings. Very interesting. Not surprising. But very interesting. Uh, If you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories, then you need to get the best tasting protein bar ever, and that is Built Bar. you got to try these bad boys. If you're like Mr. Denker and myself, you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste. We've got just the thing for you that is Built Bars and Built Bar Puffs. Bars are healthy, and they taste amazing. Do you are you a, a puff fan? Do you prefer the puff or do you prefer the regular bar? Because Kyle and I go back and forth on this. Like he's a puff man. I'm not. I'm a I'm an old school uh, regular built bar guy. Yes, Chris, I yeah. would totally agree with you. Uh, what makes built bar so good? Well, for starters, they are covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real chocolate, and they come in unbelievably delicious flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. And now you don't need to wait <clears throat> to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com, which you can still do, of course, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. 
And you can get your specialty flavors, like I said, over at built.com. So if you're close to a Sam Club, Sam's Club, run in, grab a 13-bar box of our hit flavors, brownie batter puff and churro puff. And uh, you can still use, we've been told, that locked 15 promo code over at built.com. Delicious, delicious bars. Healthy, good for you. Jump on the Built Bar bandwagon. All right. Let's uh, scoot on over to uh, the West. Over to the West side. Um, Teams that missed out. Everything is set, like I said in the beginning, with uh, the West. Teams that missed out. We had the Anaheim Ducks, Chicago Blackhawks, San Jose Sharks, Arizona Coyotes, Vancouver Canucks, St. Louis Blues, Nashville Predators, and the Calgary Flames. And that is a surprising one right there. I don't think many people had Calgary um, missing the playoffs at all. That That is a shocker. So you're not allowed to say them because that's way too easy uh, for picking next year. But anybody stand out for you in the West that could make a run next year? I think Vancouver. I, I know that that might be a surprise to some, but I don't know. I think they were actually one of my picks coming into this season. I think mm-hmm. I think you may have had them as well, Chris, if, if I remember I think correctly. we all did. I think we were all enamored with, with – Vancouver with uh Bruce there it yeah. is yeah I think we like the, the way that they ended the season last year you're like oh now, now they're gonna have an off season together and they're gonna come out swinging and they had a rough go of it to start the season if you remember how many games in a row wasn't it like six or seven games in a row that they they had a two goal lead and lost it yeah maybe seven's too many but it, it was at least like five where they had a two goal lead and blew it first five or whatever games in a, in a row to start the season. And from there, they just never recovered from that, which is shocking. And eventually Boudreaux goes away. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, you can throw Calgary in there. That's the easy thing to do. But other than that, I, there's really nothing that is, is impressing me on, on what the teams in the West have done to kind of set themselves up for next year. The West gave everything away to the East during the trade deadline. Yeah. Right? Like they really kept nothing. So you you, you so when I brought up that Bedard thing in the East, I think he could could make some waves. In the West, if he goes to a team like the Ducks or Chicago, you mentioned San Jose that he could do something. I'm not so sure. Arizona, that's a black hole. Uh Vancouver, sure, maybe he makes them better. The Blues, they went backwards. And the Predators were in it until recently. They only got eliminated yesterday. But overall, I the, the top team, there is a, a divide in the West between who your good teams are and who your bad teams are. And I don't think that changes much next year with the exception of Calgary. Well, you actually beat me to the punch, Chris. I thought I was going to be clever. I'm good at that. Shock the entire world. But I was going to say my other team that I thought was going to do something, and this is all based on if Connor Bedard goes there, is Anaheim. Uh, I just think him with Zegras, Strom, McTavish, Mm -hmm. uh, Drysdale, and Terry. I I think that's a team that is going to get 100% injected with momentum as soon as – they get the first if they get the first overall pick as soon as they announce Bedard's name. I think that is going to be a complete turnaround that we have not seen from a team since 
probably the Blues when they won the Cup. I know the circumstances were different. They were, you know, in last during the regular season, came back and won it all. But, you know, I I mean, maybe for our listeners, write down in the comments below on YouTube. Uh, off the top of my head, I can't think. Who was the last team to get the first overall pick and then win the Cup the next year? I'm not saying that the, the Duck. The Ducks are going to do that, but it, a little bit of uh, an interesting. Uh, I'm going to say it's there. never happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, if he goes to the Ducks, they will be an interesting team probably in, in a couple years, definitely, because they have a lot of young guys and a lot of young talent that they will build up, but they don't, they just don't have like kind of like those depth veteran guys. I don't feel like they have, they don't have that like good you know, both sides of, of having young, talented guys that you're you're building up and, and, and you know, they're, they're learning the game, learning the league. Yeah. And those older guys, those elder statesmen that can kind of like show them the ropes. Uh, it, Anaheim is just so young. So, yeah, in a couple of years, I think they will be a very dangerous team, especially if you add Bedard to that. <clears throat> but I don't know, man. I, I don't see him joining any of these teams. And next year, that's what we're talking about is next year him making a a big impact i could see it on the east i could see it for a couple teams on the east that's just kind of where i'm at so i don't yeah i i'm just looking at these teams and how much they gave up to to the east and just nothing nothing sticks out to me like wow that team that team is on the rise there's so many teams on the on the east that the ones that we just talked about that continue to climb up and be like, yeah, next year maybe is the year that they take the step forward. All these teams that missed out, again, with the exception of Calgary and maybe Nashville, like maybe through Nashville, like they're kind of like that fringe team. But everybody else, I think, went backwards. And there's nothing there to, to say like that in the offseason, they're going to make moves that that put them forward going into the year. Maybe they'll make a little bit of waves, but the, the teams that are, are in the playoffs, those teams are entrenched. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah, got Colorado, Dallas, Minnesota, Vegas, Edmonton, the Kings, uh, Winnipeg. Uh, Kraken will be interesting to, to see next year. Like, was is this just like a little bit of a fluky thing? Nobody really took them all that serious. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do next year if they can repeat this. But maybe that's where the switch comes. The Calgary makes it in and Seattle drops out. We don't know. Yeah, I think Seattle, I, I think I definitely slept on them. I didn't expect them to do. I think they eclipsed their their point total from last year, I think, by Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving. So <laughs> Was it that or it couldn't have been that early? It was like, <clears throat> I, was no I think that they, I'm, I might be completely off base with this, but I feel like they didn't even get over like 55 points last year. I think they were that bad. It was, I mean... And they're sitting at 100 right now. Yeah. I don't think anybody's thought a 100-point season was coming for Seattle. Don't think and so. They're, and, the, and they didn't even win in the division, which is crazy. Yeah. It shows you how competitive the West is. Yep, definitely. All right, let us hear from uh, game time, and then we will get to our heart power rankings as voted on by the hosts across Locked On NHL. Uh, but first, if you're buying tickets to your favorite event, it shouldn't be stressful, and that's why you need Game Time and Game thegametime.co.co. Make sure you make a mental note of that. Uh, game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater 
near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you will no doubt eventually have. And some cool features that they have over at game time. One thing that I love is they have the images of the seat view. To me, that that's that I always do that separately. Like if I'm buying a ticket, I want to see my 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 perspective. And there are websites out there that facilitate that, but you can do all of that right over at the Game Time app. Um, and they're easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. And they also have flash deals and last minute tickets. They have the lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, and job loss protection as well so forget planning in months in advance game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event you can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football basketball baseball concerts comedy theater and more so download the game time app create an account use the code locked on nhl for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms do apply and once again it's you can create an account and redeem the code locked on nhl for 20 dollars off download game time today Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, <clears throat> our power rankings for this week as voted on by the hosts across the Locked On NHL Network are for the Hart Trophy. So if you are watching on YouTube, we are going to throw them up on the screen. Um, if you are not watching on YouTube and cannot see what's up there, I'll just read them off to you. Uh, at number one, Wow. Shocker here, uh, Connor McDavid. Number two is David Pasternak. Number three is Matthew Kachuk. Four, Leon Dreisaitl. Five, Nathan McKinnon. Six, Ilya Sorokin. Seven, Jason Robertson. Eight, Jack Hughes. Nine, Connor Hellebuck. Two goalies on the top ten. Um, and number ten is Tage Thompson. So uh, we're not going to dwell on the Connor McDavid thing. That is pretty much been set in stone since well you know thanksgiving <laughs> well i don't know since, since thanksgiving i don't know chris i think not being able to get to 160 actually hurts his chances it does it yeah does. That, that's i mean come on that's pathetic um yeah so it, it is like i said before the only thing left to kind of talk about with the heart and mcdavid is if it's going to be unanimous and if someone doesn't vote for him for first place, I kind of want to know the reason. And, and, and there's always this discussion, and we'll talk about it here with a couple of guys on this list, of what is MVP? Is MVP the most valuable player mm-hmm. to his team or the guy that just has an incredible season? And I think both of those things can be true, right? I think if, if a guy has a, a insanely valuable season to his team he should get recognition if there is a season where a guy just goes off and has a season that we haven't seen in a while that is also mvp worthy and for this year that that is exactly what Connor mcdavid is doing so i have no problem and is he and, and he is the most valuable player on his team let's get real so it's kind of twofold yeah i i mean i've never been kind of in that that category of people believing, oh, well, no, MVP to me has always been the best player in the league, not the most valuable player to their team. That's why they have end-of-the-year dinners for all the players on the team. They mm-hmm. give out a little 
That's a good point. Whatever. That's a good point. But I don't know. I feel like, and I, I, I've, I guess I've, I'm leaning in a different direction. Maybe it's in my old age. I'm starting to open up <laughs> to the new ideas, Chris. Here, I think that what Matthew McCutchuk has done uh, in his first season with the Panthers uh, has shown that, yeah, he is the most valuable player on his team, and and I firmly believe that if he doesn't do what he did this season um panthers they'll make the playoffs i think yeah. we would agree they're they're not even remotely in the conversation having said that connor mcdavid just yeah i the the conversation was over in november right and but we could play the what if game if you want to real quick okay if he has a normal season let's say 35 goals 100 <laughs> points okay where does that place him among David Pasternak, 60 goals, Leon, uh, Matthew Kachuk? Leon Dreisaitl also has his 125 points. So mm-hmm. I think he's – it's it's almost criminal to have him not in the top two if David Pasternak wasn't lighting it up too, which is insane because we, we also have kind of not spoken about it, how last year Matthews gets 60. Before that, we have this long stretch of nobody even getting close. Now we have two guys this year, Chris, who have hit yeah. the sixty goal mark. I right. mean, is is this are we are we going to start to see a shift in guys just hitting that number every year, like we have in baseball, hitting close to fifty home runs? Uh, I mean, the way that the, these guys are just offensively gifted, yeah. I I, I mean, is it going to be the norm, or you're just going to be in sixty goal seasons like left and right? Um, no, but you you might have one or two or three guys every year up there. I, I just, I do. I think that's just going to be the way that it is because there's just the offensive talent is off the charts right now. And that's not a knock on the goalies. It's just, these guys are insanely talented. Um, so yeah, I, I think, I think 60 goals, you're going to be seeing that. Like you just said, like, with you know, 50 home runs um, is, is, is just like the norm, but not everybody does it. Um, yeah, we're going to be seeing more of it, I think. And then the one name that's missing from this list is Linus Allmark. I, I don't know how. Yeah. He, how he's pretty much hit. in here. <laughs> I don't, that's a weird one to me, how, how two goalies are on here, and one is not Allmark, who basically, I mean, he's Has the Connor hit, McDavid of the Vesna Trophy. He's right? hit for the triple crown of goalie stats. Yeah, that, that basically get you to the Vezina, which is very strange how, yeah, we're not talking about that. I think Ilya Sorokin, as well as he's played this year, I think that's recency biased. That's just me. I think mm. he's just the last couple of months he's played out of his mind. But, yeah, I don't know how we don't talk about Linus Allmark if we're having yeah. a conversation with Connor Hellbuck and Sorokin. I don't know. I, I agree with that. Um, I want to go back to Matthew Kachuk because this is he's a good reason why – and and you let the season play out in full before you really you know can can put a stamp on who's in the running for this stuff right because yeah. two months ago we we were i don't want to say leaving the panthers for dead but we were pretty close yeah. we, we didn't think of the panthers were really gonna they're gonna fall off even though he was having a good season all along and man, that entire team, including him, just kicked it up into another gear. And my so my question to you is, 
who are the three that get invited? I should say who are the two, because you know Connor McDavid is. Who are the other two that are going to be the nominees uh, for the heart? Is I I would have to say Drysaddle and Pasternak. I, I I mean, sixty goals, and then the other guy on the team, the, the mm-hmm. right hand man and McDavid. I just think the league, you know, that's that's too much of a sexy opportunity for them to pass up to just promote that as well. Um, but yeah. I am interested, Chris. You know, mm-hmm. if if you're David Pasternak, because I know Drysaddle's not going to say this because he plays with McDavid. Do you just not show up because you know there's zero chance of you winning an award? <laughs> no, I mean you you go because I'm sure there's nice perks uh, that come or, with with going. But or in the pre the pre award show interview, do you say anything that's like, yeah, I just I just showed up for the food, not for the award? Because right. I know I have, yeah. I have zero chance of winning that. That's exactly what you do. You show up for <laughs> for the good eats, and you show up for that nice gift basket that you probably get. And then uh, when that award is is being uh, whoever is is uh, presenting that award, uh, that's when you do your bathroom break. Because I would you're, like you're to not see, want it after that. I would like to see Pasternak just pretend like he's shocked <laughs> that that McDavid gets it. Yeah, <laughs> add a little I, bit of mystery to it. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, th- I think that's the only thing left. Like I said in the beginning of this segment is, is it unanimous? Um, I we, think we, we shall see. I think it's got to be. I think, I think I be. said back to you yeah. in November, Chris, I said, if he doesn't get a unanimous uh, win, they need to find out what reporter in Alberta did not put give him a first place yeah. vote because yes. that's definitely where it's going to be from. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You know, and and to just to you know throw my guy out there with McKinnon, I'm fine with him where he is at five. If yeah. you know he he's missed 11 games this year, and just to show you like how the the scoring clip that he's going on, he's at 107 points, I believe, right now. Um, the pace that he's been on since the All Star game is ridiculous. And if if he had played a full season, he's in the 130s for points. So. Uh, and and I would even argue he's not even the MVP on the Avalanche. That would probably go to Miko Rantanen because he's played every game, and the Avs yeah. have had injuries up and down the roster all year long, and he's been the constant. Um, he's got a hundred point season as well, uh, but I, I get why McKinnon is on here. <clears throat> um, but I, I, as far as the MVP for the Avalanche this year, and you know that'll be something Kyle and I will talk about in the off season, but my vote would just go to Miko Rantanen because he's been the model of consistency, which they have needed this year. So, um, yeah, so <clears throat> that'll wrap it up. Uh, if you know, I definitely want to hear from people, please. Again, I've have to just keep saying this, like this is, these are not what Adam and I came up with. Uh, there's sometimes people in the comments just attack us for, for doing like, this is not Adam and I had a vote, a single vote. Uh, this is from everybody across all the the locked on NHL shows. Just felt like I should uh, preface that so we don't get attacked again. Uh, but I'm sure, like you never do these power rankings, people have opinions. So please throw them out there. Um, what do you guys think? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Who should be on there? Who should maybe not be in these top ten? Um, so that'll wrap it up for today. I'll go full screen on uh, the YouTube channel so you can see these up close and personal. Oh, there we go. Boom. All right. 
That'll wrap it up for today, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Thursday edition of Locked on NHL. For Mr. Adam Denker from Locked on Lightning, I'm Chris Maselli from Locked on Avalanche. And we'll catch you guys next week. Playoffs will be in full swing. Go, Abs, go! Go, Abs, go!